guys don't write fan fiction. They just like complain about stats and chat rooms. <laughs> um. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robin. And I'm Eric. And this is Do We Like, the podcast where we debate the pros and cons of popular people, places, and things to decide if we like them or need to leave them. That's right. And we're back with another lightning round. Last week, we had our full debate, our full presentation from yours truly on the horrors of bath mats. <laughs> but we'll get a third opinion on that when we introduce our special guest of this week's lightning round. More special than any other guest we've had before. <laughs> they're a, a friend of mine that I met doing my fun writing class at UCLA. And they're a writer themselves, expanding their minds, and now living in sunny Los Angeles. Which is odd for her because... <laughs> if you caught her on the slopes, you never catch her on a snowboard, only on Kuklinski's. It's Emily Kuklinski. <laughs> oh, dear. Ooh, uh, did he pull something making that stretch of uh, an intro? Or <laughs> <laughs> That's not my worst. <laughs> hello, Emily. Well, hello, Eric. Hello, Robin. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? How are you doing? Ah, uh, pretty good. Uh, it's there aren't I don't think any ski slopes here, so it's been very hard adjusting to Los Angeles. But it's yeah. okay. Yeah, if you get out of town to find those ski slopes. But anyways, we're not here to talk about the slopes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, it. Okay, sure. All right, I'll just transition everything. All of my notes about skiing. I'm ready. <laughs> I think I'll be okay. Skiing professional. <laughs> <laughs> I did it once when I was eight. So I am Ooh. move aside famous ski skiers. Who have Is names. that like your coming of age thing in the family? You have to ski. Have to go skiing. <laughs> yeah, it's a Kuklinski family tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> now you're part of the family. <laughs> Anyways, how have you spent the last pandemical year? <laughs> it's kind of how it goes. I, I believe it or not, I've been inside a lot. Mm. I've been watching a lot of television and movies. In the beginning of the quarantine, my mother and my brother and I watched a new movie every single day for 45 days. Aww. That's a lot. It, it was a lot. It was it was very trying at times. A lot of the movies weren't good. Uh, we started <laughs> with a lot of B-horror movies. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would like to recommend Basket Case. It is silly and it's about a conjoined twin who lives in a basket who wants to murder everybody who what? removed him from his twin. <laughs> <laughs> it's very innovative. I think it's from the 80s. I don't know. But if you like B-horror, you should check it out. Welcome to my movie recommendation podcast. I love it. Thank you. I Robin's would definitely subscribe. I'm a fan of B-list horror. <gasps> ah, Too scary. Beautiful. Uh, but yeah, that's mostly what I've been doing. I've been doing a little bit of writing. I started grad school, so I, I have a life. It's it's fine. <laughs> I'm in a box again. I, I don't Yay. have my car yet in Los Angeles, so I've been walking places, which I hear is all the rage. I heard. I thought L.A. was the opposite of loving walking. I thought they hate people to walk. I guess you have to walk. They hate people that take public transport. <laughs> <laughs> or like it's very uncool to take their shitty bus system. Well, thank you for letting me know that how uncool I am. I, I have <laughs> I have been taking the buses, and let me tell you, a half hour drive is like a three hour bus ride. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> uh, and I I felt oh boy, I don't know what I feel about it. 
there are many people <laughs> who ride those buses and I look at them and I'm like, I see that we are all on the same level. We, we all think that we are living in New York and we do not. And we all don't like how long <laughs> it takes to be on this bus. Yeah. Guess you're running into the LA problems immediately. Traffic. You're hitting yes. all the hits immediately. You're going to talk about traffic. You're going to talk about weather. You're going to know all the roads instantly somehow. That's yeah. all I know about LA. You're going to get really excited when it rains. Yes. Can I tell you, I am so excited for different weather. I didn't think, <laughs> I, I, I've been told that's a selling point, but it has been 67 degrees every single day where I am at. And I'm like, just give me some wind. Give me <laughs> some clouds. I don't care how much it rains. I just want a little bit of a change. <laughs> oh, I'm the opposite. I love that. Crazy. No. Ah. <laughs> nah, Nebraska gave me a lot of crazy weather and I moved here and I'm like, I don't know what this is. It feels like I'm in a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now you can answer the question for me. Was moving from Nebraska to LA exactly like the Miley Cyrus video? <laughs> <laughs> Strangely, absolutely. A hundred percent. Everyone calls me Miley. It's weird. Uh, that's great. Did the mm -hmm. taxi man put on your favorite song? And a Britney <laughs> put on the radio and a Britney song was on. No, but I did get a Lyft driver who was anti-vax. Oh no. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> the song's been updated a little bit. Yes, that's the modern song. And my Lyft get driver the, was anti-vax. Getting to the taxi was anti-vax. <laughs> Making my way. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. I thought I left that in Nebraska, but it came uh, along with me. That's like Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, because they definitely have that here, too. Oh, yeah. There was a really? whole protest in Glasgow. Oh, yeah. And then, like, we got here on April 2nd, and on April 5th, there was a huge brawl in a park because, like, a thousand people gathered in this park to hang out near the college or the university. And then there was a brawl <laughs> because they felt like it. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh. Outbreak City, worldwide. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry that we both left places hoping for change, and it's just the same everywhere, I guess. Yeah. So, at oh, well. least people are consistent. It's true. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the, the, the Lyft driver also thought I was at anti-vax, because at first he's just like, have you gotten your shot? And I'm like, yeah, I have a serious phobia of needles, though, which I do. I, I almost fainted when I got my shot. Oh. <laughs> and I told him that, and he's like, yeah, I also don't believe in vaccinations. What? I also think that the government is putting stuff in my body. And I'm like, oh, buddy, no, no, you're, 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 you're jumping the, you're jumping. That is, the yeah, that feels like a reach. That was quite a leap. Yeah. Not as bad as the Kuklinski ski lopes thing, but uh, <laughs> right. I was like, please stop. Leave this to Eric to make assumptions about my name and my family heritage on, on the ski mountains mm. and the resorts. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't like being compared to this taxi man. You brought it upon yourself. Yeah. I'm going to put on a Britney song as we move on. <laughs> uh, Emily... You're our guest judge this week on Do We Like? Do you have any experience judging things? I, I come from a long line of judges. Uh, <laughs> my my grandmother, grandmother dearest, is the is the judgiest person I know in the most couture way. Ooh. <laughs> 
And uh, I, I only wish to make her proud, which is why I took on this role to prove to my grandmother that I can take up the baton because it skipped my mom. So I'm, I'm trying, to, <laughs> trying to keep that tradition rolling strong. <laughs> well, that's fair. Well, now you're here. You can show your grandmother what a judger you are by judging these debates as we get you off the fence on three topics that you've brought for us this week. Wonderful. So for this first one, we'll get your first topic and a little bit of your feelings on why you're on the fence about it. All right. Uh, the first topic, I, I am I am a nerd. I am a dweeb. What? <laughs> I understand this about myself. It's not something I enjoy, but it is, well, it is something I enjoy. Yeah, embrace it. <laughs> thing that a lot of nerds really love is Star Wars. And uh, I have watched the movies when I was younger. I have watched all of them. And... Maybe it was because I was more of a Harry Potter person and a Lord of the Rings person. Maybe it's because I love Star Trek. But I just don't know how I feel about Star Wars. It has always eluded me. So I would very much like your guys' recommendations and your opinions on this silly, silly Star Wars situation. No, that's a good topic. One we haven't um, debated directly. I probably brought it up at some point when talking about sci-fi. Or uh, fantasy genre? Probably. I yes. feel like, yeah, we've talked about a lot of nerdy topics. And like you said, it's kind of hard to avoid Star Wars. But we've definitely never actually debated Star Wars itself. Yeah. yeah. So, Emily, for this first topic, you get to pick who is pro or con. So if you could uh, dole those out. Uh, I will let Robin be pro. And so- Eric, you can be con. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> I just no have particular a reason. Feeling. No particular reason. No reason. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Robin and I will each have one minute of opening statements, and then the floor will be open to you, Emily, for your questions, comments, to try and prod us to uh, figure out which side you should land on for this very uh, large and looming topic. (laughs) Uh, Robin, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Then let's hit it. All right. So let's just start with this. Star Wars is like a classic hero's journey, right? And every nerd loves a hero's journey. It's like, it's why you're playing D&D. It's why you like Lord of the Rings. It's why you like Harry Potter. And this is just your like hero's journey set in space, right? It's your sci-fi hero's journey. And it's like rigid, like really the original one, especially for Hollywood and for cinema. Um, And that's why it's so popular, right? It speaks to such a wide audience, even though it's about a really niche thing, sci-fi and space. And I think the most important thing about Star Wars is that it really just brought nerdum into the mainstream, right? I don't think that we would have um, Harry Potter movies. I don't think we'd have Lord of the Rings movies. You know, we have the books, obviously, but without something as popular and, um, you know, as wide reaching as Star Wars to start off with. And that's why it's great. And that's why it's bad. <laughs> nerdum should nerdum should stay in the closet in the corners where it belongs. What? <laughs> Get out of here with that nerdy <laughs> shit. I don't want it. We don't need it. Aside from that, outside of the audience that Star Wars has brought brought to the forefront, uh, the movies are bad. They're boring. They're stupid. <laughs> they're they're these political dramas put in space. You have people voting on stuff or something. I don't know. And then you have those dumb pan wipes or swipes to transition from scene <laughs> to scene. You have these dumb clunky robots booping around. <laughs> these movies are dumb and lame. And doesn't someone kiss their sister? I don't know. 
These are things that need to be looked into more thoroughly. These movies are boring. End of story. The only hero's journey I want to hear about are the heroes, like the the rap sandwiches that journey into my mouth. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. Emily, the floor is open. (laughs) Wow. I, I really love the passion brought on both sides. Uh, one of my first questions for you is, uh, do you think that having Disney run it now makes it better or has hindered it? What's the effect? So I personally think that the effect of Disney being involved is that um, it kind of pushed it in a more socially conscious direction than it perhaps would have if it just stayed under George Lucas and Lucasfilms considering he wrote the originals and, you know, they got some problems. Um, (laughs) uh, But, you know, I would say, yeah, that's the main thing. Maybe a little bit more family friendly. People don't like that. Some people don't like the social like consciousness either. I personally prefer it that way. I like having like a female protagonist and like interesting, potentially queer characters and stuff like that. So I think it's a good direction. If you're going to give Disney credit for trying to be more inclusive, (laughs) then you are barking up the wrong tree, lady. (laughs) Disney is all about just putting on that happy face and then being bad in the background. I mean, mean, all Disney had to do was not do Jar Jar Binks, which does exist in Star Wars. So that's another point against Star Wars. Bad. (laughs) Bad. And, And then they still screwed it up somehow. People hate that ninth movie. They had it going so well, and they still had to screw it up by not doing fan service. By doing fan service, I don't think they could have won either way because the fans are bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, that brings me to a very important follow-up question. Uh, Eric has brought up both Jar Jar Binks and also Kissing Sisters. Does does Star Wars (laughs) have sex appeal? Uh, does, Does Star Wars have any cute characters who I could fall in love with? If, if I was going to, f- I, I love characters. Uh, uh-huh. What are what are the? Sh- are, does Star Wars have any characters that I should identify with or write fan fiction about? Or uh, what what sh- what draws me in? You can find plenty of fan fiction about that. What Princess Leia, Slave Leia, <laughs> hubba hubba. <laughs> Eric, I'm sorry, you're, you're con. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm being a, an aggressive male on purpose. <laughs> Guys don't write fan fiction. They just like complain about stats and chat rooms. Um, <laughs> it's women writing fan fiction, dude. Um, and obviously, it's all about Kylo Ren and then whoever mm. they want to put Kylo Ren with, right? Isn't that how it works? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and 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 probably Ray. And like, because people really liked them, they made a good little duo. But personally, I actually really like. Um, like I like Princess Leia and Han Solo in the newer ones before R.I.P. They, mm-hmm. you know, both met their untimely ends. But I really love like himbo older Han Solo who's just super supportive of Leia. I'm like, that's relationship goals. I'm really here for that. Ooh, okay. Well, Jabba the Hutt. Hubba hubba. 
<laughs> oh, like I mean, also meta. there's the Mandalorian right now, and everyone loves him and his ability to take care of like small baby Yoda. Well, they're just lucky they got Pedro Pascal. <laughs> I, I forgot about Pedro Pascal. That yeah. is very. I'm I'm sorry, Robin is very much winning. <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> you have one final question. <laughs> I guess my one final question, because we've already talked about my heart. How do you think Star Wars handles aliens? In, in its franchise, as opposed to other other sci-fi uh, properties. How do you how does that does it enhance the world? Do you like the way it enhances the world? Three words. Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. Thumbs oh, he downs. said doesn't like Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going like I will admit that the originals did not do very well in terms of alien representation. Um, obviously, yeah, Star Trek did a lot better. But again, that goes back to like my original point that that's why it was great that Disney took over because they kind of like added that common sense and added that to the new ones. Where I think it's a it's a bit better. It's a bit better now. Yeah. Hmm. All right, then. Yeah, that's all my questions that I have for the court. Yeah, so that will end this debate. End of debate. Emily, we will get your final thoughts and your verdict on who convinced you the most. Well, uh, Eric brought up a lot of good points, but mainly it was one point. It was Jar Jar Binks, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whereas Robin brought up something that is very important to me when I'm watching things, which is Pedro Pascal. So uh, I, I think I think I think I do. I think I do like Star Wars. Maybe not for the reason it was intended, but I think I do like. I think I like it. <laughs> All right, that's fair. I was just playing a role. I do not like Star Wars, anyways. <laughs> but I've only seen one episode. One. I can tell by your arguments. <laughs> and I've seen Spaceballs. <laughs> That does not count. That's the same thing. Mm, no. <laughs> Barf is not a part of this universe. Well, he should be same with Pizza the Hut. <laughs> I've good. I've like I've watched them, not all of them. I haven't watched a lot of the newer ones, just some of them, because I can't keep up anymore. I'm too old. <laughs> I like Marvel stuff too, and I can't keep up with that either. But I think they're fine. But it's I'm not so like boring. a I'm not a like a fangirl. But I can appreciate them. The first movies are so boring. I remember trying to watch one once. Boring. See, I like had a crush on Ian McGregor, so that made mm, it the, easier. Those are the second three. I mean, the original. Three. Oh yeah, I guess that is the second three, isn't it? Yeah. No fair. The original three, I think, are the most fan because Star Wars, I think, is at its strongest when it realizes it's a fantasy genre yeah. rather than a sci-fi one. Right. I don't know. I feel like the through line in the original is better than the others. <laughs> Uh, but the prequels had a great ending I liked episode 3 people seem to like that one it really pulled it out somehow Yeah, Mm -hmm. I remember my dad I was visiting my dad and he like offered to take me to episode 2 and I think he was taking my brother and I was just like no thanks (laughs) (laughs) and I was a kid going to movies is supposed to be a fun time you get popcorn whatever I just went I'm good (laughs) jeez (laughs) 
just a hater from the beginning. Just yeah. not even giving it a chance. Yeah, I, I hated know. it before it was cool. <laughs> no, I'm just hating it because it's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hate is a strong word anyways. Well, we have that one figured out a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But in modern day, right here, we're moving on to topic two. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Emily, we'll get that second topic and your feelings on it. All right. Uh, well, my second topic is uh, I like holidays. I have recently... Usually Halloween is my favorite uh, because I I was a theater nerd when I was younger. Checks out. And I continue to be a theater nerd. So I like (laughs) dressing up as people I'm not uh, without the need of actually having to perform. But I've, I've, I've recently come into liking Christmas again. And with Christmas, one of the big things are Hallmark movies. Uh, The Hallmark Christmas movies. And as someone who loves B horror, I'm I'm trying to discover if my love of B horror movies can also transition to Hallmark movies. <laughs> and I would like to see if you guys can help me figure out if I love all of the Christmas nights and the Christmas princes and oh the, the boys next door who <laughs> fall in love with uh, corporate men. So let me know. <laughs> let me know how you feel. Oh, we absolutely can help with this. We definitely can. Especially expert on the Christmas versions of those movies. <laughs> yep. Just Wonderful. full disclosure, Robin and I have matching tattoos inspired by the Christmas Prince. We do. Oh my God, do you really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So obviously we already have <laughs> big feelings about this one. <laughs> oh no. But okay. <laughs> as the tools of debate. Yeah. We got to be unbiased. Yes. We'll, we'll be biased. super biased. <laughs> we'll be super biased in our sides. <laughs> but... Ha ha ha! Jokes on you, Robin. As the as the loser of last debate, I get to choose my side pro or con. I'm gonna choose pro. Okay. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah, let's go. Ah, uh, sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? But also throughout the year, are you watching Hallmark movies? Yes, you are, and you should. <laughs> Hallmark movies are uh, should be a staple in everyone's life. Hallmark, like the card are there to bring you joy. They're there to bring you feelings. They're there to remind you of good things and nice parts of life. So you get a Hallmark card in movie form, and there you have it, Hallmark movies. <laughs> they're great. They're delightful. They're, they can be light and airy and fun and just put you in a good mood. They can make you feel things. They can make you cry. They can bring out all the emotions in you because they connect with you on such a human level. It's just about humans. These are human stories. And Hallmark is churning out these movies at like one, one a week somehow. But they are there to have your back and whatever emotion you want to feel. And if you want to watch Christmas movies nonstop, 24 hours for the month of December, they got you covered with new movies every year. Hallmark movies are great. They're a fun, good time. All right. So Hallmark movies are basically if you had like three jars in front of you and they all just had like different words in them and you picked one out and it said like an architect and then the next one would just say something like 
a shopping center, and then the next one would say something like, I don't know, pretzels, then voila, <laughs> you would have a fucking Hallmark movie because that, that is all they are, is like <laughs> like Mad Libs that they fill into like the same generic template for a movie that involves some sort of romance um, and some sort of misunderstanding. <laughs> um, and these actors that they like put in them are just like the most subpar. Like, I wonder how you get into Hallmark acting because it's like they are a level of bad that I don't even think normal people are at acting, <laughs> right? It's like you have to go and find these people who are like this stiff and this robotic and strange to act in your movies. I don't know how else you get away with it every single time. All right. End of opening statements. Emily, the floor is yours. Ah, beautiful points by both sides. Uh, I guess my first question is, why watch Hallmark movies and not just watch another episode of General Hospital or a soap opera? What what are the nuances between them? Any differences between them? There's major differences. The production value of Hallmark movies is heads and shoulders above any soap opera. Soap opera are live to tape. You're basically watching a play that takes place on these things. Hallmark, you're watching people play with your emotions because <laughs> they are there to treat you right. And you're in some lovely small town outside of New York or outside of L.A. or wherever they film. And everyone's having a wonderful time. Much better camera shots. Uh, equal acting. That's fine. Um, the stories and the stories wrap up like that. You don't have to worry about um, secret twins showing up or clones or amnesia. These are stories. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> 90 minutes. A tight 90. You're in and out. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I don't know. In, in my opinion, they're exactly the same, although you do have a point with the don't last as long. But maybe you want that. Maybe you want characters that you can invest in for a long period of time instead of just your like 60 minute shebang and your, you know, next fashion designer and corporate businessman are out of your <laughs> life again, whose names you don't remember because they all blur together and all these people look the same because it's always some brunette man and blonde woman, right? Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, otherwise, I think they're the same clunky acting, bad camera shots, like painful lack of racial diversity for some reason. But, you know, you get what you get. <laughs> <laughs> Can and should I use Hallmark in my attempts to pick up men? Uh, is, is it a good is it a good blueprint for the actual dating world? Absolutely. All you need to do is. Hang around, like Robin said, a shopping mall. Maybe they have a pretzel store. You hang around there and then don't look where you're walking. And eventually you'll run into a man who is unhappy in some way. <laughs> and then you fix him or you fix each other because you open each other's eyes to the other side of the, the other side of the tracks. Maybe he's a bad boy or maybe he's a businessman and you'll you'll be able to yeah see each other. You just moved to LA. This is perfect prime opportunity. Small town girl moves to big city. Boom, you're step one. You just need to be around an architecture firm or or start being an interior designer and then you'll get hired by the mysterious rich young man who is renovating his house for some reason and no one's supposed to talk to him though, but then you do and ta-da, you hit it off, but then there's a misunderstanding, but then by the end of that 90 minutes, it's all cleared up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know, no. I'm just going to say, <laughs> we watched a Hallmark movie where this woman was by trade a painter and in this movie, she paints a portrait 
of this person's family. <laughs> this this man she's in love with family for them, and it is the ugliest, uh, dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was absolutely atrocious. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that is the opposite way of how you want to win over somebody and their family. It was extraordinarily misguided, and the only reason that family could have been excited about that whatsoever is they had a gun held to their head. <laughs> So no, it, it it's absolutely delusional. You're <laughs> never going to meet somebody that this way. This is the movie she's referring to. I've written down. It's the Twelve Gifts of Christmas. Yeah. Um, at the one hour, three minute, and eleven second mark, there's a very good portrait. <laughs> and then if you wait until the one hour and eleven minute mark, there's a very good picture of Santa holding laptop. <laughs> Oh my God! Really? Yeah, it's incredible. Oh, she, Santa baby. She painted. Oh I think she painted a Santa. Like checking a list, and then yeah. this advertising firm re- replaced it with a laptop. Yes. That was very and funny. It was the most bonkers thing I've ever seen. Of like, look at this great thing I did with your painting, and he was so proud of himself. She and was, it literally looked like something like an eight-year-old would do in Photoshop. She was rightly upset, but you see, these are the joys that these movies bring. Twelve gifts of Christmas is the gift that keeps on giving. Oh my god! <laughs> Emily, your final question or thoughts or comments? Uh, I feel like the most important question it revolves back to a, a topic that Robin brought up a little bit earlier. Hallmark movies are overwhelmingly white, and I am overwhelmingly white. If I don't <laughs> like Hallmark movies, am I going against my people? Is- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Is it a part of my cultural heritage? I don't know. (laughs) I guess so. Much like mayonnaise and white bread. (laughs) You must love these movies. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to say there's no harm in loving them. They're pretty, like, harmless. They're not, you know, doing anything bad. Like, grannies love them and stuff like that. But grannies don't have good taste. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like fine. It's probably like one of the least bad things your granny can be into. Like, sure, grandma. Like, love Hallmark. That's great. Enjoy your shows, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, you know, we're millennials. We're younger. We should be like <laughs> diversifying our uh, our watching habits. And Hallmark is just a lot of the same. Mm, fair, fair. End of debate. Emily, your final thoughts and verdict. Uh, my, my final thoughts are, uh, I, I, I love my grandmother. Uh, I love her <laughs> taste. <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about you slandering grandmothers. And, you know, as, as silly as they are, and as much as I hated them when I was younger, I did, I did watch A Christmas Prince and I really did enjoy it. <laughs> so yeah. I, uh, I think Eric has solidified that. You know what? I think, I think I do. I think I yeah. do like Hallmark movies. It's okay to like Good what choice. you like. Yeah. And yes, I I feel like I didn't watch a lot of them until I started dating you, Robin. Yeah. Um, and then you just put on Christmas movies around Christmas. And I then, do. I watch everything that comes on Netflix for Christmas. Yes. I will put on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's you great. should have a ranked Hallmark episode where you guys just go through all the Hallmark <laughs> movies that season. And you're like, Actually, this is the best. You want to know something fun that I did not disclose when this started because <laughs> I did not want to be that terribly biased. Um, I actually just started working for a company that uh, 
manages and has created some apps for Hallmark, including their movie checklist that allows you to like, like keep track of all of the Hallmark movies you watched and rank them (laughs) (gasps) and schedule them and everything. Yeah, you should probably get that app. It sounds helpful for the millions of movies they have. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for coming in to Do We Like, where we're sponsored today by the Hallmark by the Hallmark <laughs> Movie Checklist app. Well, yeah. <laughs> Christmas in July, everybody. Yay. Yes. That's literally like what we're promoting right now. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it starts in like a couple weeks. That's fun. Exciting. <laughs> I'm uh. so glad I had that insight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll give you something to do this summer. Summer in LA, pasha, stay inside and watch Hallmark movies. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas all year. There literally is always a Christmas movie on. Yeah. I like have to look at the schedule to make sure like, you know, uh what we create is on, like in line with the schedule for the day and I'm like there is a Christmas movie almost every single day. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. It's the way it should be. They're fun. Yeah. Well, yes, I'm glad you brought the topic so we can espouse our love of those movies because that wouldn't have come up on a full debate because Robin and I both love them. Yep, it's true. I'm so glad. Yeah, and you should too. My next topic is Lifetime movies. Uh, Let's talk about (laughs) the nuances and how they differ. Oh, no. I don't Uh, think I've watched as many of them, but I just like always think of the Will Ferrell one. Yes, we watched the Will Ferrell, Kristen Wiig one, which took itself very serious. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, they seem a lot more dramatic. The Hallmark ones seem a lot lighter. Yeah, Hallmark, I feel, is yeah. a bit lighter. Yeah. yeah. So Lifetime is like, we want to go through all the emotions you feel in a lifetime. Hallmark doesn't oh. give you anything. We have <laughs> drama with a capital D. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want drama. I just like I just want to know that they end up together and there's fake snow on the ground. That's all I want. <laughs> yes, the same production <laughs> values, though. It's true. But with high mm-hmm. drama. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Oy, oy, oy. But speaking of drama, it's a tie game this episode with Robin and I each have one point. So it will be decided with this final debate. Emily will get your third topic and your feelings on it. All right. Wonderful. So for my final topic for you guys, as you are probably aware, Eurovision just wrapped up. Yeah. And Italy, uh, sexy Italy man won uh, with, <laughs> yep. with their band. And uh, my friend, uh, Stephanie has been trying to get me into it for a very long time. And although I like most of the songs that come out of it, I, I have a hard time getting into it. And I think we can either talk about Eurovision itself, but I've also just always had a really hard time with singing competition shows from, you know, American Idol, which I actually worked for once. Whoa. What? Yeah. Yeah. They came to Omaha and I was a PA. Oh, sweet. So I've, I've worked on American Idol. I almost got to work for X Factor. But I had a conflict <laughs> and uh, uh, X Factor and uh, America's Got Talent, like all of those talent, but mostly singing competition shows. I just have a hard time getting into them. Uh, and I would like you guys to maybe get me into them uh, or show me the light. So, uh, yeah, singing competitions. How be they? Sure. Yeah, we could definitely help you figure that one out. With a song and dance. <laughs> <laughs> and I will rank. I, actually, oh my gosh, this is a singing, singing competition competition show. So uh, <laughs> I'll open the floor to you both. <laughs> All right. Robin, since you lost last debate, you get to pick. I am going to pick Con. Ooh. Yep. Con singing. 
Well, I'll be pro, and we will get this started. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. I dreamed a dream of times gone by. If there weren't for saying competitions, we wouldn't know the name Susan Boyle. We wouldn't know the name of all the other winners. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Clarkson and the rest, Ruben Studdard, Clay Aiken. The stars are out tonight. <laughs> But the point being, these shows are here to highlight the great singing across the world. We see a lot of American Idol and, and North American shows, and that's fine. But it highlights these amazing singers. They can come from anywhere. There's that one guy that was the subway singer. He likes singing at the, on the subway in New York, and he was on America's Got Talent. He was very good. Um, there's people from all walks of life are able to walk on this stage and sing their songs and make it big. And that's a great equal opportunity, hopefully, type of way for people to get their name out there, to get exposure for their talent, and really spread the wealth of singing to every person. Okay, so my biggest deal with them is like, one, there's way too many of them. Let's just start by the people that you named. They're all the people from like the first four seasons of American Idol when there was just like one singing competition show. And now there is like, I don't know, 20, 30, who knows how many there are. And and no one remembers anyone from any of them anymore. And like 90% of them fall back into obscurity. Like you don't know who these people are. They all sound the same. No one's doing really anything unique or amazing anymore because it's just so oversaturated. It's become really boring and repetitive. Second of all, it also feels like kind of exploitive and I always feel a little bit bad watching it. Not even for like the people that they insult when like they do poorly on American idol and stuff which is kind of mean but like really for the people that they like exploit their sob stories and it's like oh he sang in the subway for pennies for years and then it's like you're like wow what an inspiration and then he just disappears like two like episodes later where did that guy go where is he (laughs) end of opening statements how dare you drag william hung's name through the mud like that (laughs) he's on cameo now so he's doing great I just want to say, like, you named Clay Aiken when you could have named, like, One Direction. Hey, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> More modern examples of success stories are One Direction, O-Town. What? Uh, the rest. O-Town, so modern. <laughs> what are you talking about? And they're a huge success. Everyone knows about them. All right, we're done. <laughs> the floor is My now first question is, who is O-Town? I don't <laughs> They are from one of those band-making shows. Oh, yeah. Like, around American Idol start, there were other shows that popped up real quick with it. Um, After they saw success, O-Town came from that. They had a song with a music video. I remember the music video in my head, but I don't know the song. (laughs) They're called (laughs) O-Town. Yeah. Uh, So, okay. That that doesn't illuminate anything for me. But uh, (laughs) do these shows really critique based on talent do you guys think or is it heartstrings and is is that a i don't know how 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 are people rated do you believe and is it done fairly yeah it's all rated on talent hotness is a talent (laughs) 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 and and, uh, how sad your story is also talent that's still a storytelling way you have to be able to tell the producers probably in about 30 seconds why your sob story is the one that should be on tv and highlighted that's a talent these people are making their way downtown they're walking fast (laughs) (laughs) and they're they're getting popular the only way they know how which is reality television that's the american dream that's just the con right there right (laughs) um but no the thing is is none of them are like 
you know, there's no standard for how people on any of them are are ranked or anything like that. It's all very arbitrary. And who becomes famous seems like all very arbitrary, depending on like which competition you're watching. I don't think I've ever watched one where I've agreed with how it ended, though. I'm going to have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always just left like slightly underwhelmed by their what? picks. You thought Justin Guarini should have beat Kelly Clarkson? I no way. I'm pretty I, sure I thought that when I was a kid. I'm impressed you remembered his name. Yeah. I just remembered hey, he had curly hair. <laughs> from Justin to Kelly, he had curly hair. Ruben Stoddard, Clay Aiken, the next two. Ruben won. Then people thought Clay should have. He was more famous. He showed up on Scrubs. Apparently. <laughs> you know a lot about these like really old. Apparently. <laughs> like these, yeah. Who knew? I did not until this moment. <laughs> until right now that you had a thing for old hey. music contests. But to go to your other point of, you know, all these people are from forever ago. Well, what about Daughtry? He got like seventh place more recently and then he got famous. What That's about still that? a long time ago. Yeah. Carrie, Carrie Underwood, she was nominated for an Oscar. These are star makers, these shows. And Carrie you should Underwood be so thankful. for an Oscar? I don't an think Emmy? so. Probably an Emmy. Probably Which an Emmy. I think you're thinking of Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer yeah, Hudson, nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> there you go. You're putting, you're taking the answers right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Cats, so that's, oh, no. that's uh, a very good. <laughs> uh, I forgot how much you loved Cats. <laughs> I love Cats. I almost wanted to just bring up Cats, but I, I was like, no, I already know how I feel about that. That would be an ethical dilemma. <laughs> well, do you have another question? Because I have the O Town song pulled up. <laughs> Oh, it's, mm. it's called liquid. Why are we doing this? It's called liquid dreams. <laughs> this has nothing to do. Liquid dreams. Liquid dreams. That doesn't mean anything else. <laughs> that I, I'm sorry. Just on a word, on a mouth feel of saying that title, just makes me feel weird. Wow, these boys look very nineties. Yeah, sounds very nineties. I think we have heard enough. No, you should have to hear that guy. He's the bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> we know who Eric wants to be in that group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my right. other question, I think, uh, maybe it's my last one. Yes, final question. <laughs> my, my final question is uh, a point that Eric brought up is that uh, a lot of the th people, people that we remember are the OGs, the old ones. Are these singing competition shows meant for old people like Eric? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> or or is it something that I can get into as a youth? See, I would definitely say it is uh, a bit old person specific. Um, hey. My mom is a, a prime example of that. My mom is 67 now. And, uh, you know, she doesn't understand email. Uh, so... But she has a phone and I put YouTube on it for her. She likes that. But I had to use my email address, right? So we kind of share a YouTube account, basically. Um, so my whole YouTube history is just X Factor videos <laughs> and American Idol videos because that's what she likes to watch on YouTube over and over again. And she likes them because she likes the stories that go along with the singers. And then yeah. she doesn't have, you know, the long-term memory to remember them <laughs> after two episodes. So she's like, not like, where the hell did they go after they get cut air? unceremoniously and no one ever talks about them again right <laughs> she just likes her little heartwarming moment there and then she just also doesn't matter, like care that a lot of these people are kitschy and that there's actually no market for like crooners in the world oh. it? <laughs> <laughs> that's so rude 
<laughs> and true. Like, we have Michael Bublé. We don't need, like, five other guys singing Christmas specials. What? Like, There's stop. that guy named Matt or something? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Harry Matt, Cotting Jr. Matt Dusk. Matt Dusk. You not remember Matt Dusk? I need <laughs> no. to bring up another song. He's just crooning. I just want to make sure I have the name right. Hold oh, on, Siri. <laughs> Who's Matt Dusk? The fact that you have to look him up, I think, is, is, a, is a point made. Yeah, Canadian <laughs> jazz vocalist. Also Canadian. Ah, uh, also Canadian. He, what? What? Two shots, good news, old school Yule. <laughs> yeah, see? One of his, I, believe Yule? An, I believe that's a, one of his, his, yes, these are his albums that went gold. That one like... of them is called Old School Yule. And, and who do you think is buying those albums? It's the same old ladies who are watching these shows. <laughs> it's not us. It's not, they're not for old people, they're for everyone. They're inspiring. <laughs> Fine. I'll... Old School Yule also sounds like a Christmas Canadian version of Monster Mash, and I do kind of want to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, go find Matt Dusk. I'm surprised I was able to pull that name out of my butt. Yeah, you were like a really like big closeted music competition fan. <laughs> he was not even a music competition. He's just another crooner. What? He, he came up around the time Michael Bublé did. Michael Bublé won. He destroyed him. Because <laughs> there's now only he has room the... for one. Yes. Then he goes into his cave. <laughs> Only one person can get the bubbly drink deal, and it's Michael Bublé. Exactly. Yeah. The sun has set on dusk. It's now nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> and the sun has set on this debate. End of debate. Emily, <laughs> you will get your final thoughts and your final verdict. Uh, well, thank you for your time in debating this <laughs> this hot topic. Uh, I, I I feel like I do have to be Simon Cowell and say, <gasps> it's a no from me. Oh. Uh, I, <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I I think you kind of hit it on the head there, Robin. It it always feels a little exploitative to me, and I think that's kind of. I guess that really pushes me in the direction of no, I don't like it. Yeah, that's a fair point. It is yeah. that. I wish that that was my least favorite part of any of those shows. They definitely didn't start like that. No. But once they got no. into it, of those damn sob stories and blah blah, got a lot less interesting because. I mean, yeah, but the middle-aged women love it because do. it's like they're like, yeah, "Come get your golden ticket," and then all the yeah. women cry and then forget about that person. They never show up again. At least they had a happy moment. You see them in the background during rehearsals, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like we have to remind everybody who our core demographic is. So let's get as many moms in here. I want all yeah. the mom energy. Thank you. <laughs> yes, was your job as a PA to gather moms? <laughs> You, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I, a, a little bit. I did have to get the families uh, wrangled. Ooh. Uh, uh, yeah, it was such a cattle call. <laughs> they would be. They would write down on their papers if they were good or bad singers, and I I couldn't tell them, and it felt so bad because oh, no. the kid, people would be like, "I finally got it," and I'm like, "You're gonna be embarrassed on national television." Oh, I'm no. so sorry. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Uh, it was very rough. I did get the producers some coffee, though. So nice. I was a star PA. It was great. All right. See, and just like, yeah, I know we're not debating anymore, but just like those singers up there, you had your chance to hit the big times <laughs> by giving coffee to a producer. And maybe it was great coffee. And maybe they thought you were a little flat. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for letting me uh, do the equivalent. And if you guys ever need coffee, I'll, I guess, 
DoorDash it to you. <laughs> uh, I think that's available where you guys are at. No, it's Deliveroo. Yeah. The dumbest oh. name. <laughs> I don't so, know why you hate it so much. Because it's like that trying to be quirky British crap. <laughs> it just sounds dumb. That is the most <laughs> British thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Hello, can I get you some Deliveroo? No. <laughs> Would you like some sugaroo with your gofferoo? No. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not here to debate Britishisms and how bad they are. <laughs> we have finished our three debates, and the winner of this lightning round episode is... Robin, back on her winning side. Ah, yes. So that means next week she will be able to bring her topic and her side on it to give her full presentation. But for this week, uh, thank you, Emily, for being on the show and bringing those great topics. You are very welcome. I was, was, it was great to be here. Thanks. It it was, it was nice doing that. Oh, I don't know how to talk anymore. (laughs) I'm going to stop. Oh, oh, oh! I have one more thing I want to add. Uh-huh. Oh. Because you you said that we talk about it at the very beginning and then we didn't. What? So we're just gonna add it really quick. What? What do you think about bath mats? Oh yeah. What do you think? Oh, it's particularly the oh. mats that go on the floor around a toilet. Yeah. And bath mats. But like the fabric ones. Yes. Mm. Okay. So uh, I I like regular bath mats. I like the I like the fabricy ones. When they're around a toilet in somebody else's home. I feel uneasy. (laughs) It's all location, location, location. (laughs) Like, I know I don't miss. If I go over to somebody else's, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how well everybody else's (laughs) aim is. And I feel a little skeeved out. So That's a a fair and true thing about toilet mats. If uh, someone offered you a wooden or a bamboo mat as a a more sanitary option for outside of your shower, would you switch? I don't. I, I am very clumsy. I'm afraid I would still <laughs> yes. slip on the bamboo. Like, <laughs> it needs to be like fast. Our Lady, please said. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was Robin's whole argument. Yes. <laughs> well, I agree with you 100, Robin. That's scary. I, I want to be secure. I am at my most vulnerable in the shower. <laughs> oh boy. Well, fine. Bath mats still up for debate, but toilet mats, I say, are no go. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Thank you for that third opinion. Uh, do you have anything to promote? Uh, sure. I am on uh, two podcasts in the exact same network. Uh, one of them is called Crit Chat, which is a D&D advice podcast that is really just us goofing around all day. Uh, and Half Damage, which is a D&D uh, actual play podcast where we're just wrapping up our Curse of Strahd campaign. Uh, so if you'd like to check those out, they're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts I think can be do- do- downloaded. <laughs> but definitely do those other two because that's the only places I've listened to them on. <laughs> yes, check them out. You can just start that campaign. No problem. No backlog there. <laughs> <laughs> no backlog. Just watch the last few episodes. <laughs> yeah, the last three years. And then you'll be all caught up in no time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But thank you again for being on the show, Emily. It was a real treat. Well, thank you. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time on Do We Like. Bye-bye. Bye. You can hear more Do We Like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. 
If you enjoyed this episode and want to help us out, please leave a rating and review. For updates, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Do We Like Podcast, or check out our website at dowelike.com. The show is hosted and produced by Eric Canius and Robin Lands. Do We Like is brought to you by Beamed Media, a Canadian podcast network.